Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is Believe in Vikings with BMAC and Baker. I'm here with Brian McKinney. Ron saw Sally is off for her birthday. And we brought in Wes Johnson from Vikings territory. He lives out in San Francisco. He's also on the NFL show NFL Trend Zone. And he is a Vikings brain. So we're going to pick that this evening for about 25 minutes or so. We're going to chat about whether or not we'd rather see Jameis Winston or Andy Dalton because Winston's a little banged up. He'll probably play, but if he's not effective, what about Dalton? We'll speak about some of the items that scare us about the New Orleans Saints. It's been about two years since we've seen them. I'll talk about the Vikings defense, and then we'll offer predictions. That's on the docket for Believe in Vikings. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource source for all of your sports information from live in-game betting props and futures. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to join today and make your very first sports bet. Use our promo code Believe B L E A V five zero Believe fifty B L E A V five zero to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. The 2 and 1 Vikings take on the 1 and 2 Saints across the ocean. The game kicks off at 8:30 a.m. Central Time. And uh, it's kind of a rivalry matchup, so to any first-time listeners, Bryant, I want to I want to level set with you. So when you sit down on a Sunday and you watch the football, are the Saints near the bottom of your list because of the bad memories? Yeah, that's where I dislocated my finger at the following year. Landing <laughs> the following year, um, yeah, because I was so close. My first like um, NFC championship experience, and it was against them. And yeah, they'll be across the pond uh, playing against the Vikings, who I feel like um, has a better chance. I hear you there. Yeah. All right, let's get into some of the the nuts and bolts stuff. Wes, I'll start with you. So the Jameis Winston, who is their QB one, did not practice today. I think he's suffering from some sort of back malady. He's supposed to practice tomorrow. That's what we were told anyhow today. If would you rather face Jameis or Andy Dalton, who's probably a top three backup quarterback in the league, knowing what you know with a hobbled Winston, rather face Winston or Dalton West? I'd rather face Dalton. Okay. Um, I think for as far as intent intangibles that. Uh, these two quarterbacks bring. I think Win- Winston has more uh, intangibles uh, that could possibly uh, doom this Vikings defense. Uh, they've been very susceptible to um, the short to intermediate passes underneath 
um, the umbrella coverage and with Olave, Michael Thomas, uh, Javaris Landry, I think uh, Winston could have uh, a day where he feasts um, uh, with that coverage. And Dalton, on the other hand, um, we've seen the ups and downs with Dalton um, in Chicago. Uh, he's far removed from his time in Cincinnati. And I, I would just, I would much rather go up against Andy Dalton than James Winston. Do you, you must assume, or maybe you don't, that if Winston's a go, then he's going to be, you know, pretty healthy. Like, yeah, I mean, healthy enough. I, I, I know the rigors of the NFL season can wear on, on guys, uh, but it's, it's week four. So, um, you know, hopefully he came into the, the season fairly healthy and this is just, you know, a, a, a little bang up that he can, um, you know, adjust to and, and treat. Well, he can start doing that next week. Well, of course. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ron Dalton or Winston, which one would you rather face? So I actually, I would rather see Winston. Um, what, a couple of reasons. One, um, I do think he's from all reports. It sounds like he's, dealing with a lot of pain. Um, so that may make him skittish in the pocket. Um, obviously Ramchek and Andres Pete are also on the injury list. So that's two of their mm-hmm. offensive linemen. Um, so Winston, you know, he, if he's in pain and if you get to him, maybe like he's good, he's bound to throw some up for grabs. Like he just does. He, you don't reach the 30, 30 club without, you know, just uh, closing your eyes and throwing sometimes. Um, the other side of that is with Dalton. What I fear is if Dalton plays, you're going to see a lot more Taysom Hill. And Taysom Hill, notoriously, at least with his legs, kills the Vikings. And the Vikings, so far to this point, haven't shown, again, it was Hurts, but they haven't shown the ability to contain a mobile quarterback. Now, Taysom Hill also can't throw the ball. Like, he, sure, he has a good arm, a strong arm, but he's not accurate. So um, I would much rather see James, a hurt Jameis Winston than that combo that you're going to have to deal with. Uh, because Dalton, yes, while he's one of the better backups in the league, like Wes said, his Cincy days are behind him, uh, but he's still a guy that, um, I mean, we don't do well against backup quarterbacks anyways. So you get these guys that there's not a whole lot of recent film on, and that could be problematic, especially the way our, you know, what I've been voicing my concern about with our defensive scheme um, and how that's kind of been, you know, soft. So um, I'd rather, rather go against Winston and just get some pressure. With Winston, believe it or not, he's played in the NFC his whole career, and he's only played the Vikings once. It's very, very kind of weird. Uh, you'd think by now you'd see him about two or three times. But he, uh, hmm. yeah, the Vikings beat them before they got hot in 2017. They they took them down on September 24th, 2017, pretty handily, if I if I recall correctly. And that was before, you know, the Bucks got good with Brady and whatnot. Uh, Dal- or excuse me, Bryant, um, the Vikings are nursing some injuries of their own. Dalvin Cooks, Darius Smith. And Andrew Booth didn't practice. Um, when I know you, you, you had some injuries, but not anything that really kept you out of games, but from your teammates and whatnot, like what, what goes into the, the questionable status? When does a player know if he's going to play or not? Um, they're over there now, right? Now the Vikings haven't left yet. I don't think. Oh, really? Um, they would know by like, Friday, Thursday or Friday. Also, you know, when, Friday for sure, they're going to play. 
when you played, like the injury. But sometimes you say questionable. If you said it actually held out of practice, then okay. But sometimes when it's questionable, they still play. They still practiced. Yeah. So you may, I don't know if you remember this or not, but back in when you played, I, cause I think this is within the last, you know, five to seven years, they, they changed it where it's, it used to be probable, questionable, you know, doubtful out. Like they used to be, you know, kind of looking at it from a fantasy standpoint, 25, 50, 75, hundred percent, whether they're going to play, but they got rid of the probable. And so everyone's questionable right off the bat. Um, and like, I guess, do you recall from your playing days to, cause anyone who was probable, like they were playing, but questionable was legitimately a 50, 50 split. Um, in your playing days, were there ever any kind of massaging of the, like, I know Brady has been on the injury report his entire career. Like Kenny Mayne did a great, uh, um, um, I don't know. I think it's a mental thing. Like have people on their report, sometimes to have them on there, sometimes not to have them on there at all. Um, so it was like a mind game to a sense too. Um, so they have, they'll have, that makes the team prepare for them possibly being there and prepare for them possibly not to be there. And then if they're not playing, it's like, you didn't get a chance to really study the backup. So it kind of goes either way. Okay. <clears throat> Bryant, how much say does the player have when it comes to, you know, Hey, my shoulder's fine. I'm going to play. But the trainer says, you know what? You're not playing. Is, is, is there internal arguments or. I think a lot of time the trainer, the trainer rules you out. Then you know, Okay. I see. And you um, don't really have yeah. a say? Your say is like they're going to uh, do things to test it out and see how you feel and stuff like that. But if the trainer just says, like, no, you can't go, you just can't go. Was there never a time in your career where the trainer said, nope, you're good? And you're like, yeah, I don't feel quite right. Yeah, when I had to stay in a uh, training room <laughs> overnight. Remember, I told you that story. And I, you better tell uh, again. <laughs> I broke my ankle and I thought I had a high ankle sprain was broken. So. We just did those little treatments um, during the week, and I slept overnight in the training room to uh, heal this ankle that never, like, fully healed that season. And then, yeah, <laughs> so I didn't really have no say because I was kind of, like, misled, but we never did no X-ray that season to find out that it wasn't a high ankle sprain was broke. So that's the situation. Yeah. Did you need surgery on that? Uh-uh. Well, you I don't know. Any... With a fact that he could tell me years later that it was broken there, who knows? <laughs> but at that point, a lot of, you know, scar tissue and calcium deposits or whatever, you know, and it filled in by the time. So, Wes, the Saints are one and two and probably need a win more than the Vikings do if they want to be a, a wild card team. And, you know, we talked about Jameis Winston already. The defense is pretty good. Usually the offensive line, when it doesn't have dudes on injury report, is good. What scares you, Wes, about these 2022 Saints led by Dennis Allen? Uh, the weapons that I mentioned before on on offense, particularly in the passing game, uh, just because I see that as an area of weakness for this Vikings defense, at least early on in the games, uh, they have uh, tightened up the coverage and. Uh, the defense as the game goes on. Uh, but as we saw in the Philly game, if they allow the opposing offense to kind of explode, it puts a lot of pressure on our offense, which is still going through some growing pains. And I don't know if um, they're fully ready to handle a, a 
gargantuan comeback. I, I know they did so last week against Detroit, and this isn't the same mm-hmm. Detroit, but at the same time, <laughs> you don't want uh, your offense to have to do that uh, week in and week out. So that that is one. And then also the Saint de- Saints defense is talented and they are definitely streaky. Um, they can get hot and make plays really quick. Uh, so kind of keeping them off balance and and in check early on, I think will help um, both phases of the game. Ron, if if one operates under the pretense that the Vikings probably won't beat the Dolphins because the Dolphins are suddenly good, which Wes predicted back in like June, um, they kind of have to win this week because you don't want to keep bouncing back between five and hundred because that's just like last year. So what scares you about these Saints, uh, generally speaking? You know, it's I, you know, Wes alluded to it, that those weapons that they have on the outside, like Chris Olave is, you know, really starting to come into his own. And obviously Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry, you know what they are. Um, they're consistent, you know, Pro Bowl caliber players. While, um, you know, they may not be at the top of their game, they're still going to pose problems for our cornerbacks. Um, so hopefully that doesn't become or that gets a little negated by the quarterback play, whether hurt Jameis or Andy Dalton. Uh, but really for me, it's, it's the physicality of their defense. Um, Marshawn Lattimore is one of the best corners in the game. Um, so how, how are they going to match up with Jefferson? Um, you know, are they going to go the Darius Slay route or are they going to go the, the lions route where they're just going to have a bunch of eyes on him? So um, I hope that we're able to um, kind of scheme you know, against that, um, because I don't think the other side corner, um, I don't know if it's still Jenkins or not, but I don't, they're not much that I'm really concerned about. Um, but, um, I mean, they have had a good defense now for a few years, but I think a lot of that is also predicated on when they play at home in, um, in that stadium. So the fact that we're playing in London, they don't have that home field advantage. Uh, Brian, you can attest to this as a, uh, as a left tackle, especially in that Superdome where the noise, it's just like at the Metrodome here, like mm-hmm. there's a distinct advantage. So now a neutral site game, you know, it's just going to be loud in general. Cause I know that stadium's huge, uh, but I don't think it's going to be any competitive advantage one way or another. When uh, we talked about just a second ago with the Dolphins, Bryant, we touched on this Monday too. Can you start to feel a buzz right now in Miami about the Dolphins, or is it a little premature? Yeah, actually, they play. I think they play again tomorrow night. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Right, they play uh, Cincinnati. It is, and if they win this, and the buzz will continue to keep going, and then all of a sudden you see the the fans in the stadium become packed because that's how Miami does. Um, yeah, it'll start to be a buzz then. Um, and the city will start to really rally behind them. And then you'll start seeing more celebrities at the game and all that type of thing. And the Dolphins haven't been good or started off this well in a while. So it does bring some excitement back to the city. And this is a city that I can't say is always a football city. They have their certain diehard fans, but more people are starting to come out when they know um, the team is winning and doing well. Wes, tell us what you saw early on about the Dolphins that the rest of the world is now finding out. Yeah, once they added uh, Tyreek in the offseason, just uh, with Tyreek and Waddle, uh, they both um, had a, a high percentage of win rate off the line of scrimmage, uh, which helps create separation early on. And then Tua, I think, was uh, one of the top quarterbacks in the league for 
uh, fitting the ball into a tight window and just kind of mentally putting those two together. I, I thought that it would be a, a recipe for success for them. And, uh, you know, early on, it, it seems to be uh, that defense as well has been stout the last few years. Um, I think they were a playoff team last year, but Tua got hurt early and um, they lost seven in a row and then they turned around and won seven in a row. So um, I, just everything that I saw from the year prior and going into this uh, season, I thought they had a, as good a shot of as any to um, make a push this year. And they've proven it with 3-0 start and ousting the insurmountable feeling Bills last week in a kind of a wacky game. Uh, Ron, before we get to predictions, I want to talk about the Vikings defense. I think last week or one of these last shows that we did, uh, I rattled off you know, from memory all the dudes on the depth chart, which should signify or suggest that this shouldn't be just some shell defense that's 28th in the league. That There's no way on God's green earth with all the dudes they have starters that they should just be terrible. So do you foresee once they kind of acclimate and gel that this defense stiffens up over the next couple of weeks or month or whatever it might be? Honestly, I need to see it before I can believe it. And it's for me, it's not a matter of the names or the personnel that's there to me. It's a hundred percent scheme at this point, because again, going back to a three, four defense, the whole idea is to create confusion and get pressure. We haven't done any of that, and we haven't gotten receivers off their spots. So it's we're playing very soft coverage and you know, not adding any extra pressure. And even more so, we're dropping Daniil into coverage more than I would like. Um, I mean, I understand in a 3-4, you do mix it up and you have different guys coming. So, you, again, you throw them off guard. But if I have one of the best pass rushers, especially, you know, he's the youngest to ever get 50 sacks. I'm unleashing him as much as I can. Um, I don't want him dropping into coverage. I don't care how big and athletic he is. It's, I, let Zadarius Smith do that because he has experience in that role. Um, let Daniil just wear out the tackle. Um, like Because he's going up against the right tackle too, so it's not the premium. I mean, Lane Johnson's um, at, when Philly is different because he's one of the best tackles in the league, you know, whether it's steroids or not, but um, <laughs> he, um, he, he, but he's, he's elite at that position, but typically the, as Brian again can attest to the left tackles, the better one are usually that's the one that gets all the notoriety. Um, so if you're going up against the, the right tackle and I'm Daniel Hunter, I'm salivating as much as I can. And I want to rush the quarterback. So I just need to see more consistent pressure generated from the defensive scheme. because so we have the personnel that can do it. Our defensive tackles with Harrison Phillips and Dalvin Tomlinson. There's a lot of times where they get excellent push. They eat up the double team and they do a good job, but yet we still get gashed for six, seven yards on the ground. So again, I don't think it's personnel related. There are times when, you know, someone might be in the wrong place. Uh, but I think Donatel has got to really show his, uh, show his merit. I mean, he's been around the league long enough. Um, he knows what he's doing. I'm not sitting here and saying I know more than him, but I want to see it. I don't want to see vanilla defense. We've seen vanilla offense over the past few years. I don't want to see vanilla defense. <laughs> it kind of just be go figure. If we get a vanilla defense, Yeah, <laughs> uh, Bryant um, in the two years we've been doing this show, a lot of our, time has spent talking about offensive lines. And one of the things you've said in the past is that an offensive line takes about four to six weeks to come together in its purest form. Can you attest that a defense might take that long too? 
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is different for a defense to me, I feel, because <clears throat> a lot of defense players, like defensive ends and stuff like that, defensive line, they just have to control a gap or shoot a gap, and then on time they really got to communicate if they're on a game. With offensive line is you got to call out the mic, the Sam, and recognize things on the fly because they make adjustments on the fly, and they get used to like taking the proper steps because we're double teaming together and things like that. So that kind of is a more of a rhythm thing. And if one person on offensive line makes a mistake on a play, you know, <laughs> it's a bad play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good chance. But then if you have a defense where everyone's defense can get blocked, and the one defensive end or tackle gets through makes the sack, that's a big play for them. So I feel like it's more – you got to have chemistry over there, though, but I feel like it's a lot more chemistry needed on offensive line because they have to think um, on the fly sometimes. Wes, on our nfl theme show, uh, I think two years in a row, last year in 2020, we kind of wondered what the Kansas City Chiefs was doing, defense was doing for the first half of the season. It would just kind of dick around and not get serious until November. So I'm hoping that maybe this is what the Vikings do too, because I just don't think that the the dudes that headline the depth chart are unbecoming of at least an average defense, because uh, thankfully right now it's standing up in the right spots and it's a clutch defense somehow. But when you watch the the first three quarters, so to speak, it's just, it's terrible. It's reminiscent of the old days and not the old, not the good days of the Vikings, but when you and I were growing up and watching the team. So I'm hoping that it can still gel. Do you foresee a time in the near future, Wes, where the defense becomes better than it is right now? Yeah. Yeah. I, I believe so. Uh, just to kind of piggyback on what Bryant was saying regarding the offensive line, I think uh, if you look defensively, the secondary of a defense is kind of tasked with the same um, communication and things that the offensive line is. Uh, offensive line, you have to uh, account for the linebackers and how they're shifting. And then that can all change post snap. Same thing with the secondary, you have to deal with motion and, and all of that. And if you blow your coverage, you have, um, who was it? Devonte Smith over the top for 67 yards. So as Watkins, as Watkins. Yes, that's right. Um, so I, I think the communication, Uh, That will come. It doesn't help with having the injuries that we have. Uh, I'd like to see Booth out there a little bit more. Uh, We'll have Harry back, which will help. He is a great communicator on this defense, uh, having done so for, um, I think it's 11 years now. Um, So having him out there will definitely help. Um, Our safeties, I mean, man, one man goes down, the other man steps in, and we are deep at safety, and that is – that's a beautiful thing to to see. Um, just need to to see it all come together in gel. So I, I think over the course of a couple of these games, that should happen. You know, the weird thing about that safety thing, Wes, it's really just 
it feels like a Vikings thing because it's been that way, whether it was Anthony Harris coming up, Sandejo looking better than he really was, Cameron Bynum last year, Metellus. <laughs> it's like whoever goes in there is destined to at least have a good game and usually parlay it into a good season. Yeah. And going back even further back, you know, Brian Russell came in and led the league yeah. in picks one year. And, you know, <laughs> Willie Offord had some good games out there. And, um, you know, Jamarcus Sanford came in and, yeah. you know, was a tackling machine. So, yeah, it's we've always, you know, since my days of remembering Robert Griffith growing up, it's, uh, you know, we've always, it's never been a true weakness. Cornerback, on the other hand, we had years ago. <laughs> that was awful. Yeah, um, yeah it's like uh, <laughs> we made a deal with the devil or something because, yeah, that has been a problem. Um, <laughs> I wanted to note one thing. Kirk Cousins has been to London twice. I was on a show for New Orleans WLL Radio, and they asked me if we, sh- if I- if we should have the same fears about Cousins in prime time, about Cousins going to London. <laughs> and uh, he's been there once. He threw for a career-high 458 yards, and the commanders tied the Bengals which is a very Kirk Cousins little paragraph I just put together there uh, with all of the juicy numbers and the tie. Uh, let's all right, let's get into our prediction segment. Um, Ron, you, you could probably appreciate this. When we were about to play the Eagles, there was no doubt in my mind that I was going to pick the Eagles because of their offensive and defensive trenches. Um, I've, I've thought about this one all week, and I've settled on the Vikings mainly because Jameis is banged up. And I think that the Vikings or the Eagles are a much better team than the Saints were. But I'm not confident like I was last week when I no brainer I was going to pick the Vikings was almost wrong. Um, but I think I'm going to settle on the Vikings 24 to 21. Uh, Ron, what is your prediction and why? I got um, Vikings at 27 and the Saints at 20. Um, I think there's going to be. It, there's going to be some give um, again with, you know, Davenport's on the injury list and some of the other guys, like, again, I think it'll be treated different with some of these injuries because it is in London um, and because of the travel, because of <clears throat> just all, all those factors. So <clears throat> I think, I think that bodes well for the Vikings in the sense that they are the healthier team at this point. And then Jameis is going to give you two chance or multiple chances for picks. I think the Vikings, um, if they capitalize on those, uh, they'll be able to put the offense in good situation to put up some points. So, um, yeah, it's, what, what did I say? 27, 20 or yeah, some, somewhere around that. Yeah, we'll, we'll take that. Uh, Bryant, you were correct last week. Um, you picked the Vikings in a close game and bada bing, the Vikings won in a close game. What do you got for week four saints Vikings in England? I think it'll be a close game again. I'm going to say 20, 24. Um, yeah, I think, I just think it'll be like a dog fight out there. I don't think it'll be like, much separation. Um, I think the Vikings will be able to take advantage of not having to deal with that crowd noise <laughs> yeah. in New Orleans. So that's that's why I said this is a game that they need to win because it's supposed to be a, an away game for them anyway. So mm-hmm. take advantage of winning this game. And then a reminder to everybody that's listening and everybody on the show to get up early because that game is not a traditional what we call noon games in the Midwest. It is an 8.30 a.m. Central time so, Bryant, that'd be 930 for you, sir. Mm-hmm. Uh, NFL Network, I think, for for most folks. Uh, Wes, I, I, I'm I kind of curious to where you go here. Usually I can get a drop on what you're thinking, and I don't know what you're going to predict for this one. I will be up at 630 <laughs> watching this thing <laughs> yeah. on the West Coast. I actually love when these games happen because, um, you know, 630 – come and goes I'm, I'm barely awake by the time the the game ends and uh, i'm ready to go about with my day and is that uh, is gonna, that watching 12 hours of more football or is that going to oh be yes. productive oh husband yes. stuff 
<laughs> oh yes. All, All right, right. 12 hours of football. <laughs> um I am going to uh echo what Brian said 24-20 Vikings on this one. Uh the defense continues to tighten in the second half. Uh they don't allow a fourth quarter score for the fourth consecutive game. Uh, and they continue to build off that. So 24-20 Vikings. And if that happens, and Wes is correct, and he's pretty damn good with these predictions, then we'll start to, we'll really start to bang that drum about not allowing points in the fourth quarter because they have allowed through three games zero fourth quarter points. And four games would signify a serious trend. And it, it's such a change of pace from last year when that was the kryptonite, was the situational defense. So... All right, Bryant, any closing arguments from you, sir, until we log off until Monday? I'm just wondering when do they travel? Uh, they they Maybe did this tomorrow. Yeah, they did this very strange um, compared to how other teams did it. They basically tr- treating it kind of like a road game, like, you know, like an average, like an average road game to the Kansas okay. city or something. So, yeah, I believe they leave tomorrow. And um, I think usually when teams go to London, sometimes they almost go the whole week, but but not these guys. Okay, yeah, that's all I was concerned about was when they when they leave. Yeah, me too. Because you got to adjust to the time. Yeah, right. yeah. Uh, Wes and I went to Hawaii together this summer, and we didn't do anything like go work and play football. However, you know, you had to get used to that, and it took damn near three days. So, mm-hmm. all right, we'll be back Monday with Sal Spice. She will be on uh, the post, or I guess kind of a, what we call a post game show. Uh, Wes, where can we find you on Twitter, sir? Uh, at Wesley A. Johnson. Awesome. And then we, uh, he and I also record the Trend Zone, NFL Trend Zone show, which will probably be out later tonight. All right, that's all we got. We'll talk to you guys after Viking Saints on Monday evening. Skull, baby. And also, well, Sally's not here, but um, happy birthday, Sally. Oh, yep. happy, happy birthday, birthday Sally. Sally. <laughs> My bad. Yep. And uh, just a tidbit, I will probably be back <laughs> next Monday with you guys. Uh, Sally, she's going to be in San Francisco, actually. So we're going to meet up for the Monday Night Football game, and we'll do a little, little co-op. Oh, perfect! All right, okay. so we'll, All right. we'll have a crowded, we'll have a crowded room, but for the better next Monday to break down hopefully a three-in-one football team. There you go. All right, later, perfect. gentlemen. Later. Okay. All right. Easy. Have a good one. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.